So, Jess, what did you want to do for the Forget little... Forget it, don't slow down. Ah, ah, but, but I just Forget thought... it, don't slow down. But I... Okay. Forget are... it, don't slow down. Okay. Don't are... slow down. Are you sure we shouldn't... Forget just... it. Forget what? I just... Forget it, don't slow down. I don't even know. What should I do? Don't slow down. Is it time I befriended all the ghosts of all the things that haunt me most? So they leave me alone. So we're recording in like very true Reliant K fashion. I'm not sure if this is going to come across or not, but we are joined by a symphony of crickets tonight. Yes, it's lovely. <laughs> I never ever noticed we have crickets in our building. It can't be new. I was yeah, like, at first, I was like, is, it in, is he in here? Is he in no, this apartment? No, they're outside the windows. I've never noticed it. Totally drowned it out. Never noticed that before. Well, when you're out here in the countryside. Yes. <laughs> when you're when you're outdoorsy relying K, <laughs> you're ready for anything nature throws your way. And we're recording at night to try to cool off a little. However, it's not that much cooler. It's actually cold, cooler outside than it is in our apartment. It's ridiculous. We should open the windows. Really let those crickets join really? the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this week we are talking about the title track off of Reliant K's sixth full-length album. Although in my opinion, it might be their seventh because we said I said the Nashville Tennessee B probably is secretly their sixth. But officially, this is their sixth studio album, Forget and Not Slow Down. Yeah, it's funny. I'm so happy that we're doing this podcast because it's weeks like this that I get to feel that feeling of falling in love with my favorite band all over again and discovering like hidden gems and like songs that I hadn't really listened to before. And it's, yeah. Right. Yes, I have to say right off the bat that I love this song. Yeah, same. But I didn't love it this morning. I oh. liked it this morning. But today I ended up loving it. And I'll explain why. So I was probably a little bit more familiar with this album than you. Right? Like you hadn't really yeah. listened to this album yeah. in the last 10 years it's been out. Oh, yeah, I know. I listened to it here and there over over the course. Uh, I don't think I listened to it when it first came I did. I definitely listened, I listened to it, to it from when it first came yeah. out. Yeah. And I think that I, I revisited it once maybe twice once i got spotify on my phone in like 2012 that's when i was checking out this album i was like i really like this album i like you know this is interesting but it didn't it wasn't an album that i kept listening to forever Mm -hmm. so in the last couple years i haven't really listened to this album it was when we started talking about doing this podcast that i was looking at what people think and talk about reliant k because Mm -hmm. i hadn't really been part of any online fandom I'd actually, you know what, I'd never been a part of any online fandom for Reliant K pretty much ever. I've Other bands I like, like MXPX and They Might Be Giants, I have particular online memories of like looking at certain message boards, mm-hmm. being a part mm-hmm. of certain message boards and talking with people. I never did that for Reliant you K. You weren't even checking out what was featured on Reliant K's MySpace page? No, and I didn't put my copy of Three Lefts in the computer so that it could take me to ReliantK.com. I'm like, oh gee, thanks. That wasn't something I could do by you myself. You missed out on such great content. I know. But the point was, I did not sort of... What was my point? I have no idea what it was. You derailed me. I've forgotten. And I, well, I, I forgot, but I won't slow down. I'll just keep going forward. Um, oh, no, I remember what I was saying. So I was looking around at 
tweets and things and posts that people have been making recently about Reliant K, especially now that they're on this hiatus possible breakup mm -hmm. or whatever is going on with the band right now that mm -hmm. hasn't really been officially announced. Um, and, well, people out there think they're broken up. They've never mentioned this. Well, maybe we'll talk about that some other time. Anyway, point is, a Don't lot of people... Don't you break in my heart? Yeah, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> a lot of people love this album. And I had never heard anyone in my personal life talk about this album a lot. And I saw all these tweets, people talking about, oh, Forget or Not Slow Down is 10 years old this year. Love this mm -hmm. album. People have been wanting them to do a mm -hmm. tour like they did for mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, John Schneck act, like, liked or retweeted or made a comment about, replied to somebody's tweet about that idea. Uh -huh. And then on the Reddit, people were like, it's official, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, people that love this album. That would be amazing. It would be. So people love this album. So I was like, well, I need to really dig into this album like I never have before. And I have been over the last couple months. But it was today, doing the research for this song, and looking at the YouTube videos, and going through the covers. We'll get into it. Everything that people have done for this song is so wholesome, and sweet, <laughs> and nice. Especially because this is another Tyson breakup song. Like, the last two, for the, the, yeah, I guess the, well, the, from Five Score and Seven Years Ago, and mm-hmm were both breakup songs. You see this as a breakup song? Well, we'll get into it. But this could be another breakup song. Hmm. We'll, see, we'll get into it. Hmm. It's another breakup song, but, like, everything about this song is so positive. Everyone on YouTube has just done the cutest little things with this song. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this song. It's so happy. It's so it's such a wholesome song, even though we can get into the lyrics. It might not be that wholesome. I read an article that, and I wonder if this is why maybe this album is so beloved. There was a quote from Tyson saying that the inspiration for this album was 90s rock. Uh, he said, mm -hmm. we definitely wanted to make a rock record. We wanted it to be up-tempo and energetic. As far as the sonic aspect, we wanted to make it less modern sounding with classic rock textures. Counting Crows, Foo Fighters, those kind of 90s albums. That was a good time for rock and roll. And if you listen to um, to If You Believe Me, mm -hmm. it definitely has a Foo Fighters feel to it. Right. Yeah, I guess I actually in my research for this, I watched a couple of short interviews mm -hmm. with the band, especially around the time that the album came out. Like <laughs> a lot of the times on the Warp Tour, they were doing a ton of like five minute interviews for people's cameras and being put on YouTube. I found a bunch of those. Mm. Um, but the topic came up a lot. And then I also found a bunch of audio reviews of the album. And a lot of people talked at the time, seemingly, a bunch all this, all this stuff I found of both the band themselves saying this and people reviewing it at the time, saying how this was such a departure. It's not as pop punk and it's not as punk as the previous albums. And I don't really agree with that. Like the instrumentation, there's like, especially with this opening track, there's like this acoustic guitar layered in with the electric guitar. Mm -hmm. So maybe that gives it this, like, in, people kept saying it's like an indie rock Reliant K. It's like... It feels so Reliant K, It is though. very rock Reliant K. There's only a slight pivot from anything they had been doing previously. There, there are songs on this album that could fit with the previous three albums. Mm -hmm. and, and then there's also songs where it feels like it's that hint of, like, they could be on air for free. Mm -hmm. Like, if you take collapsible lung out of the mix it makes perfect sense for this to be like the transition from like mm -hmm, five score the bird and the b-sides era into air for free right 
which I know you're skipping over collapsible lung, because that is an anomaly that Jessica and I will delve into <laughs> at the time. I have a feeling about how it fits in between these two albums. I'm actually developing it, de I'm developing it now based off of research I've been doing for this album. It's starting to make collapsible lung actually make a little bit of sense to me, mm -hmm. but I don't want to. I don't want to give that away until we start actually officially talking about collapsible lung. So I like that your, because Jessica and I have opinions about collapsible lung, but I like that for Jessica's point, she has to lift out collapsible lung and put the asterisks on it because I'm actually starting to develop some, some, some further opinions about collapsible lung. We both have, have had thoughts about that album that I don't want to give away until we officially start talking about the songs on there. Mm -hmm. Next week. And next week. But. I will say that after doing some research about Forget and Not Slow Down and learning a little bit more about where the band was and where Matt Thiessen was specifically at the time when this album came out, mm -hmm. Collapsible Lung is less of the anomaly that I think the two of us have always felt it is. We'll talk oh, really? About, we'll talk about it next See, week. See, I feel the opposite. We'll talk about it next week. You've told me... The thing is... I learned a lot about this album, which I guess we can talk about what I learned about it. We'll see if you mm -hmm. found the same stuff. But... Based off of that, and what I do know about Collapsible Lung, I, I kind of understanding the progression and why they decided to do what they did with Collapsible Lung after what they did with this album, which did you find out how they wrote this album? And Did you watch The Making Of? I did not watch the whole 50-minute documentary. Did you? I did. <laughs> oh. Because. Um... I found that, like, because <laughs> I do my research at work, on my work computer, <laughs> when I've kind of finished, I, I on research days, and like I got to finish my work early. So if the boss sees me researching Reliant K, I'm like, hey, I finished my work. My, my workplace is pretty relaxed about that kind of stuff as long as you finish your work. So that's what I did, and I'm like, I don't have time to watch all 50 minutes of this. So it was originally four webisodes for right. ReliantK.com. I did hear about those. I didn't realize that was the it's, same. 50 it's the same thing. Okay. So yeah, um, they went ahead and later package them like edit them all together right. and then release them on the reliant k official youtube page i see so you would uh, i think you would enjoy it it's shot very pretty very artsy outdoors very reliant yes. k i watched a couple minutes of it yeah there's b-roll uh of outside in the rain um around this cabin recording studio in tennessee that they recorded at uh there's the guys walking in slow-mo in the rain Ooh. <laughs> How do they do that? They make them walk really slow. There's a lot of, if you're into the technical aspects of making an album, there's a lot of no. interesting, well, then you don't care, but there's a lot of interesting tech speak. Okay. Uh, mixed in with the guys just having fun and making the album and talking about it and how it came to be and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Speaking of techie, they talk about how... Um, how in the years, like, in a few years prior, like, leading up to this, uh, how Hoops has gotten really techy with the guitar pedals and stuff. Oh, so it's, like, right this before is when this pedal album. Hoops starts. Exactly. I mean, this we've is talked the about origin that of pedal hoops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like, oh, that's thought, so great. I always just kind of thought pedal hoops was always around. <laughs> no, apparently it happened in, like, the years leading up to this album. Hmm. So tell me if this was mentioned in the documentary, but I found this in a bunch of the interviews that I watched from Warped Tour, where people were constantly pulling them aside to talk to the camera, Right. that Thiessen basically secluded himself in a cabin for two weeks and wrote 
most of the album. Like, yeah, with nobody... I thought it was like three months though. Was it three months? Okay. I, I think they said three I months. I just forgot the that detail. So, and then a lot of other stuff I saw is that the songs are a lot of him dealing with his the breakup of his engagement at the time. They did not delve into that. Okay, that's something that I heard. Um, from some other people, because like I said, I found a bunch of audio reviews mm. on SoundCloud and other podca- and, and one other podcast, mm-hmm. which I'm not going to play it later on. I'll just tell you when we get to it that it exists. But people talking about this album, and that's that's and then when, when they said that, I went back and I listened to this, and we'll, I guess we'll get into the lyrics later. But thinking about this being when he broke up with his fiance at the time, a bunch of songs like Therapy. And Forget or Not Slow Down and um, Don't Need a Soul kind of took on a new thing, thinking about them possibly mm-hmm. as like transition and, you know, I guess calling it a breakup song is maybe too broad of an idea, but mm-hmm. they are like dealing with an, an unwanted change in your life. Mm-hmm. I think that's what a lot of these songs, particularly Therapy and Don't Need a Soul, because I really could never put a bead on don't need a soul. Like I had a lot of thoughts and mm-hmm. feelings that would run through my head when I, when he, when I hear don't need a soul, uh-huh. but a lot of them weren't pleasant. And <laughs> right. we'll get into that some other day when we talk about don't need a soul. But basically then knowing that Tyson was in a cabin by himself for, for a quarter of a year, apparently. And then knowing that that's the, the thing that happening in his life at the time, it sort of reshaped that song for me. And yeah. it also reshaped this song for Forget and Not Slow Down. It didn't make it concrete in saying this is definitely, absolutely only about his break off. Uh huh. But we will get into that after. I mean, the only thing they really said about this particular track was that, and this is another classic Reliant K song about moving on from your mm-hmm. past mistakes and kind of forgiving yourself and moving right. on. And they just said that those were the songs that the audience seemed to, that the fans seemed to really like Mm -hmm. and really relate to. Mm -hmm. And so that's why they wrote another one of those, according to the making up. The song could also be called Forget and Not Not Press On. Jessica's thinking about it. Double negative, I threw at her. Yeah. And this song is is another one where it it could be taken spiritually or not. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that it's just, it's really open for interpretation. And that's the worst kind of thing for a song to be open for, isn't it? Don't you just want to know? Don't you just want people to be singing about, like, strawberries? And you're like, this song's about strawberries. Nah, I'm a David Lynch fan. (laughs) I like people to just take whatever they take from the art and not explain themselves. That is so obnoxious. Why don't you just go whale watching with David Lynch and talk about how Sometimes a tree is not a tree. <laughs> super, super inside joke. <laughs> so before we delve really into the song, uh, to talk about the album mm-hmm. a little more, this album marks the return of uh, Mark Lee Townsend as their producer. Mm-hmm. He produced the first uh, four full-length albums, and then I think it was when they were with Capital for Five Score. That he he only produced like three songs. On right, that we album. talked about yeah, that. Yeah, we, we talked, talked about, about that uh, two weeks ago. I right, guess. right. Yeah. When we talked about that album. You informed me of who he was. I wasn't paying attention. Uh, this is their first album with Jive and Mono versus Stereo. Mm-hmm. That's funny you mentioned that because 
because I wasn't paying a super amount of attention to Reliant K at the time this album came out. Mm -hmm. And I knew very little about what was going on with them at the time when Forget or Not Slow Down came out. I kind of just assumed, like, does Forget or Not Slow Down mean because they're not on Capital anymore? Like, hey, we got dropped by Capital or we ended our relationship with them. And we're going to forget and not slow down and keep being a band. Oh. I, don't th I don't think that's what it means now. But the thing was, like, when you have limited knowledge of, of something and mm -hmm. it's like, well, it's just this one thing. So you see that pattern. That's the pattern I assumed. And I thought that's what the title meant I, at the time. I don't think that's what it means anymore after having dug into the album more. Right. I cannot speak for the band, but I believe they might have maybe been okay with it. They they mentioned in those webisodes for the making of that they like had to make the last album a little more poppy mm -hmm. and they really wanted to return to rock. Gotcha. So, I mean, I don't know for sure that that was like a push from Capital that that was what they wanted. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't know that, but you one might imagine maybe that could have something to do with it. I don't know a lot about like the music right. industry and well, like, if like the label pushes stuff like that. I mean, it always seemed like even when I thought that's what it meant, it always seemed like Reliant K was a band that like if they got signed by a major label, and then it, that relationship ended, that it wouldn't really matter a lot to them because yeah. they're super talented and they have an audience and like yeah. they you know they can make their own way mm -hmm. and they have obviously a lot of people behind them like mono versus stereo and all that stuff all those people that like this band i don't get it why is that uh this album <laughs> feels still feels very second wave reliant k mm -hmm. to me because you have those first three albums that are very much first wave and i still i think that i consider this album part of that second wave mm -hmm, five score feel yeah they at least need to make one more album they have to make you know the, the third in in the current era right the Collapsible Lung, Air for Free, next Untitled Reliant K album. Right. I've seen some people lump this album. There was a playlist. Was it an official band playlist? I saw some playlists or something where it was just like, Forget Not Slow Down, Collapsible Lung, Air for Free. Like, I think some people think of this as the trilogy. This hmm. is the beginning of the later trilogy. Hmm. Which doesn't make a ton of sense to me because it's like, then, mm-hmm, and Five Score are just a duology. They're not a trilogy. Right. You want things to be in threes. Yeah. But then again, I am now of the opinion that Nashville Tennessee P is their secret <laughs> sixth album. Right. So I guess you could throw that into the trilogy. But that has everything from the previous five. Does it? This is what Nashville Tennessee P. Well, okay. Not Birds and the B-Sides. Okay. This is what we're going to learn more about when we talk more about Birds and the B-Sides, which I think the first disc is a secret studio album that they didn't want people to think of as a secret, as a secret, as an album at all. Speaking of secrets, Ooh. there's a hidden track. What? At the beginning of this album. Oh, I figured that out. I'm sorry. You didn't oh, did surprise you me. Yes. But... I did not think I was going to surprise you. You're always the one who brings the hidden tracks to the table. Right. But I found out there was a hidden track on this because, I mean, first of all, it's right there in the Wikipedia, but the going to the Wikipedia is not the first thing I do. <laughs> I, I basically, I found someone had posted the full album on YouTube in a single video. Like, oh, okay. Like, you sometimes find... Like, so a 42-minute video of just the whole album is one right. YouTube video. I almost watched that because this album is not available on Apple Music. 
That's right. Oh, we should talk about that real quick. Yeah. This song, this tr- this album's on Spotify, and as we've mentioned, we're a double streaming family. Yes. Jessica uses Apple Music. I use Spotify. We tried to make it work both ways. At different, we tried to make it work where we just had Spotify, Spotify family, and we just had Apple Music family. And I like Spotify. She likes Apple Music. I How like being able to pick up my work? phone and be like, hey, Siri, play me some Reliant K. And then it happens. I don't have to go into the app to search for the thing. I just ask for something and like magic it I like I like typing in stuff. <laughs> the thing is, Spotify has made it easier. They have voice recognition and stuff now. But I just don't use it because I've been using Spotify since 2012 on my phone. And then I've been using it on my computer for years before that. So I purposefully take the long way to listen to everything I listen to. I type in everything I want to listen to. I don't have to, but I do. That's okay. Sometimes I I type out emoticons instead of just using emojis because I'm like used to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know something I hate? Sidebar. <laughs> on Spotify... If you type the letter, if you type the number eight and a close parenthesis, right? Okay. Because let's say you're doing a list where you number each one with a number in a parenthesis. Is this a creepypasta? No. This is a true story. I'm not going to... Are you sure? Yes. The the, the story doesn't end where everyone's forgotten who I am and that's supposed to be spooky. No. No, but do they forget who the band is? And they don't slow down, yeah. So if you type... If you're because I've been doing, I've done, sometimes on on Facebook I'm doing a list like one parenthesis first thing two parenthesis third thing right I could do dashes but I like one and close parenthesis mm-hmm. when you type in eight close parenthesis it turns it into a cool guy emoji it turns it into a guy in sunglasses emoji Whoa. I guess it thinks the eight is sunglasses <laughs> and the close parenthesis is a smiley face wait did you say Facebook yes Facebook. Only on Facebook this happens. Wait, why are we talking about Facebook? I thought we were talking about Spotify. You said something about numbers and parentheses and emoticons. You said something about emoticons and emojis. Yes. So my point is Facebook, only the Facebook app interprets an eight and a closed parenthesis as an emoticon and will not, not let you change it into... A sunglasses emoji. What if you put a space? But I don't want to put a space. Because that doesn't look right when you're making a numbered list. I understand. How many numbered lists are you making on Facebook? I've done at least two. And this and two that have gone up to the number eight. Anyway, the pre-gap song at the beginning of this album. I, had, I never knew about it. But when you go to... Did you listen to the pre-gap track? Did you find I it? I did. When you... I I found it because I found this full 48, 42 minute YouTube video of the full album mm-hmm. and it starts with that sound of the train station. That's what it is, right? Or is it a song? Did you find a song? It's a song. Oh. I, oh. Oh, I oh. thought I knew so much. As a matter of fact, it, it is, um, it's Matt Thiessen's dad singing part of Sahara. Oh, I didn't hear that at and all. And I really love it, and I wish that the the actual song, Sahara, was done in this style, because it's done in this, like, old-timey country-western cowboy kind of style, or at least I think it has that feel to it. Okay. Well, hold on. Let me explain myself real quick before you... So you can you play this for me? I can. Before you do that, this is what happened. I play this 42-minute YouTube video of the full album, 
and it opens with this. The next station is Concord D. Concord B, as in Bravo. So I'm like, what the heck was that? Because I'd never heard that before. I didn't know what that was. I'm like, is that yeah. like on the special version of the record? Or is it like in the Japanese version that we talked about last week has the acoustic right. version of Where Do I Go? So I, I just kind of let it, I just don't even bother thinking about it much further after that. Then I start watching some guitar covers and drum covers that people have done uh -huh. to this track. And one guy's track opened with that, with that thing. And then thus they were playing this exact same YouTube video, which I guess is possible. I was like, do they have some other version where it opens with that? Oh. Had you heard that? I feel like I have heard that, but maybe I overheard you playing it from that? I don't know. Uh, if anyone out there knows, where does the next station, Concord B, Concord B is for Bravo, if you know where that specifically comes from, please let me know. Because we didn't even mention, but this is an album that we don't own a physical copy of. We never right, have. Right. I actually got a copy of it from the Los Angeles Public Library, so yep. we could kind of look at the booklet. But now I want to go get there's like a you know there's multiple pressings of mm -hmm. the CD. There's one that's like there's like a fold out poster and stuff. Oh, cool. I saw someone's review of that on YouTube. Um, so I want to get physical copies of this as soon as possible. We don't ha we don't have one, so I don't know where that opening train station bit comes from. But there's also a pre gap. So I assumed that was the pre gap track when I saw the track listing on Wikipedia. But no, I'm a moron. You're a beautiful beaming beacon of knowledge. So please show my dumb brain what the actual pre-gap song from this is. A lion on his side, was it the lying or his pride which brought him down? Once the king of beasts, but now they feast on the thoughts beneath his vacant crown. Cool. <laughs> Very interesting. I had no idea that was in there. I wish that the whole song was actually done like that. It would be amazing. At I wish Matt I... dad was the new lead singer. <laughs> He's got some pipes. At first when I heard this, I thought maybe... Hello, <laughs> I thought maybe it was um, Vince Gill, who is a country singer. I thought maybe it was him because he is on the making of. Oh. Like, he comes and hangs out. And I don't know, I was unclear as to whether he does something on the album or what, but, like, they were working with him a little bit, apparently, at the time, and they did a Travel Channel thing together. Oh, he's married to Amy Grant. Yes, I did see that because I had to look up who he was on Wikipedia because not a big country western fan. I bought my mom tickets to Amy Grant and Vince Gill. Oh, wait. I think I bought my mom tickets to Amy Grant and Vince Gill uh, Christmas concert once. Nice. Or she bought them herself. I can't remember. <laughs> it's one or the other. In my mind, it's like, you bought them as a Christmas gift. And, I'm, and then I'm like, maybe she bought them herself. I can't remember. And then just signed your name to the card like <laughs> yeah, parents do. Maybe. But I know she went to that concert for <laughs> sure. Nice. So getting into the song... There are so many acoustic versions of this song, like official acoustic versions mm -hmm. of this song. There's one for punkvideosrock.com. Mm -hmm. What are you doing searching on YouTube? That's my <laughs> job. I already know all these. 
I said that they go on that people on the the, the warp tour were constantly yeah. stopping them for videos. But please yeah. t- mention them all. I like that one because uh, Tyson's wearing an Obey shirt, which is so very punk of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it features stash hoops, which is quite possibly my favorite hoops. Mm-hmm. Stash and pedal hoops. Stash and pedal hoops. And then there's um. Well, I'm sorry. No, you're going to talk about it. I was going to say there's also one for Variance Magazine and Absolute Punk Backstage Sessions. You're just trampling all over my job. (laughs) I don't show up to your work and do whatever it is you do. (laughs) Go whale watching with David Lynch. So, well, but hold on. Before we talk about those. I don't actually go whale watching with David Lynch, but I'd really love to. So, one other thing I wanted to mention before we get into that is that in addition to me hearing that, um, whatever, that, that train station thing that opened that one version, of the, that one YouTube version of the album, uh-huh. it also came with this cover art, which maybe you saw when you looked into this album. Uh, the sort of like, there's like a creepy lady, woodsy one? Yeah, yeah, there's like a lady standing at the top of a yeah. hill, what appears to be a woman in a dress standing way off on a hill in the middle of some sort of flower field. And I did not find this cover anywhere else. I went on Discogs again. I thought maybe this is like the Japanese cover. Right. But I've only ever found the cover that did we all know. Did just this person who made the YouTube thing make this? I don't know. Because if they did, it looks legitimate with the logo. Right. Like they actually did the logo huh. in the right font. Unless they, What's, I guess, the photoshopped. that uploaded this? Alex Morales. Who does not own any rights? All rights go to Reliant K, Jive Records, and Mono versus Stereo. Hey, they actually did this right. Mm-hmm. We talked about that last week when people just say like copyright non, and you're like, what? That doesn't mean anything. Um, and the cover of this album, by the way, I had no idea is an oil painting. Oh wow! Did you really? know that? I did not. It is not a photograph. Oh wow! So forever it looks for ten so years, much like a photograph because yeah. I've never. I don't think I've ever even had my eyes on a physical copy. So I found this version on 1200, but, but you don't have to lean in too close. Oh, it's 1200 yeah, I by 1200 pixels. Now. And now let me click to zoom in. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my god. I goodness. always just thought this was a photograph. Yeah. Even in, uh, the, when we talked about five score, I said, like, outdoorsy relying K, you know, where their photographs are outdoors and beauty right. and trees and yeah. sunlight. Oh, my gosh. Like, I thought of this as a photograph, but no, it's a painting. And it is a painting... If you can keep talking for me while I look up who painted it, forget and not slow Dune is painted by Matt Thiessen's uncle. Oh, wow. So this is a little family affair, this album. Yeah, the Thiessen family. Very talented. (laughs) Lyndon Frederick, Matt Thiessen's uncle. Wow. Yeah. That is stunning. Um... So, hey, you knew about the pre-gap track. <laughs> I knew about the painted cover. There you go. So, yes, there are a lot of covers. Did you have anything else you wanted to say? We didn't talk about the lyrics yet. We did not talk about the lyrics Let's talk yet. about the lyrics. Um, when initially I heard the song, I thought it was just about, in general, like, thing, exactly like Pressing On. Like, Pressing On doesn't have any specific thing to it where it's like, I messed up in this exact way and I'm pressing on and forgetting about it. Right. Same thing with uh, Hello McFly. Right? Like, he's not relishing on specific regrets. Right. 
but I could, I always had a feeling that this was about a specific regret or a specific set of regrets, hmm. but I could never place my finger on it. And it was in hearing interviews and in listening to the covers and finding out about the, the three month uh, retreat for Matt Thiessen and mm -hmm. his, his breakup from his fiance that I was like, this is kind of a breakup song, but unlike the one I'm waiting for, which I think is explicitly a breakup song, I think this is sort of maybe has that, that kickoff of being a breakup song, but then mm -hmm. being about something larger and something more universal for anyone who has regret and anyone who has things that they want to move on from. So to just look at the lyrics a little bit, <clears throat> verse one. Oh my gosh. I love verse one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, right out the gate with the lyrics. <laughs> How many times can I push it aside? Is it time I befriended all the ghosts of the things that haunt me most? Matt Thiessen is incredible at painting a metaphorical picture through metaphor. <laughs> okay. Like, just the way that lyric, that, that Reliant K crafts lyrics mm -hmm. is, has always been my biggest draw to the band. And, and what really sets them apart from their peers. Mm -hmm. They're so incredible. Another thing with this, another, this actually is kind of a mishmash of two very common Reliant K themes. And that is dealing with your regrets, which we've, I'm just doing the first tracks off of the albums. We've had a couple, we yep. got, this is like the fourth or fifth song on the topic. But it also deals with the idea of accepting who you are specifically, yeah. which is another big Matt Thies and Reliant K theme. Probably the most famous example being who I am, he too I've been. This is, I mean, when he says, I'd rather forget and not slow down than gather regret for the things I can't change now. If I become what I can't accept, resurrect the sect, resurrect the saint from within the wretch. That's really hard to say. Congratulations <laughs> to anyone who's able to sing it. But he's like saying, I'm one person who, I'm one person I want to be. I, I try to be a saint, but I'm a wretch. Sometimes we're a wretch. Is there still a saint within the wretch? Like, he's constantly talking about the duality of, of people's personalities. Right. And he's got both those themes going in this one song. So, no, I think you're right. It's not really a breakup song, but it just, it feels like it could have stemmed from something like that. And that if someone who might be going through a similar thing of losing a relationship could take solace in the song similar, in a similar fashion to how someone who has messed up some some opportunity in their life could take the exact same solace from this yeah. song. Yeah. It's it's less closed off in that way. It's more open to different things. It, actually, you were saying the exact same thing last week on um, where do I go from here, where it really could, like, any different kind of problem people could have, yeah, they could yeah. hear themselves in where, could I, where do I go from here. Right. Which, again, this is another very similar... That was another... It was like, where do I go from here? I'm here right. in this bad feeling. Right. Where do I go? Yeah. Well, the next first track, he's <laughs> saying, you don't slow down. You just go forward. Yep. That's where you go from here. It's almost like each song is answering the previous one. I, know. I wonder if the second second uh, tracks on each album line up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we didn't plan on doing second tracks. <laughs> Well, maybe that's what we have to do. This is like some ring theory stuff. This is like some, some like, 
with multi-layered, the, uh, what do you call it, tesseract of, yeah. of Reliant K lyrics. With the, with the departure possibly being... Chapstick? Well, I was going to say just all of Two Laughs, quite possibly. I don't know if, right. I don't know how the other ones will line up. Yeah. Although, what's two off of Anatomy of Tongue oh, Cheek? Cheek. Isn't it, um, isn't it Sadie Hawkins dance? Probably, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> Although, it two for our purposes, where some tracks are, because th- we skipped the in- any intro short Right, tracks. right. So yeah, I love this song, and the reason why I figured out that I love it is because of the covers. So we can start moving on to, I mean, you found the acoustic. Obviously, we got to talk about official band stuff first. Yeah. But all the alternate versions of this song that I found on YouTube right. is where this, exactly like what happened with the one I'm waiting for for me, uh-huh. that's where I cracked the song. Like, I liked it before, but now I love it. I really love this song because, and actually, I put my full attention into the research for this on YouTube. Like, I scoured every song but I, I, on YouTube that I could find every alternate version. I watched every camera video. I mean, I, and, <laughs> nice. I, and I watched them all from beginning to end. There were very few that, like, I watched and was like, I get it, and I closed it. Like, I only started doing that with, like, camera videos of the band live. But I watched every version and listened to every version of the song I could find. And by the end, I was loving this song. Especially because we'll find out how wholesome the world is (laughs) when it comes to this song. That's awesome. So, uh, we'll talk about those acoustic versions that you found. But this is also another track that is on the 2009 live album, which did not come out in 2009, but is called Live 2009. So let's listen to a little of that. This first one we're going to play is uh, the title track from the record. It's the first song. It's called Forget and Not Slow Down. So I really, I really like this version of the song. The thing is, this, this, the the two live albums are not available digitally anywhere. Mm-hmm. There's a 2009. Someone made a rip. You can actually hear the vinyl, the needle hitting the vinyl. Oh wow! On these YouTube videos, if you're wearing headphones, I want to skip ahead to this one section because I really like something that the band does live with this song a lot that I found. basically when that if that's i don't know if that would count as the bridge Mm. but that part right there that just happened where Mm -hmm. it was building that's not on the regular track right they that's where he would immediately start singing i'd rather forget and not slow down as they're building right but in a lot of live versions that they do they do that without the words and then they 
cut, they sort of like stop the song, and then they start going back to that building part with the lyrics. I really like this little U2, little like <laughs> praise and worship build up. <laughs> praise and worship in a good way, where it's like, yeah, it's getting you, it's like building up. And there's a bunch of versions that I found like that. Um, yeah, I love the 2009. I love both of the live records, but the 2009 one I like probably even more than the 16. Mm. So yes, now <laughs> I was gonna let you know I have a lot of acoustic covers by the band, <laughs> not covers, but acoustic versions by the band. Yes, there is punkvideosrock.com. There is some radio show I called it. There's Absolute Punk 2011 and Variance Magazine and Live in Utah. Oh no, this is just like the band playing at an acoustic show in 2010. Which version of these would you be interested in hearing, if any? It sounds like you already listened to them earlier. I've listened to a few of them. Oh my gosh! I, I when I watched the um, the Variance magazine one, uh-huh. I I'm an old millennial. I'm not a young millennial. Uh-huh. <laughs> but for some reason, I just like saw like Hoops and Teeson sitting there, and I'm like, oh, it's my dad's. <laughs> oh no! In the most like awful teenagery way. They're possible. the same age as me. They're, they're the, the same. No, they're oh, the they? same age as me. No, I think they're two years older than you. Okay, I think Hoops is one year older than me, but I think Tyson is like months older than me. Oh damn! <laughs> and that Tyson's two years older than me, so maybe Hoops is closer to me. Okay, you were right. I'm mansplaining stuff to you again, and I was wrong. Two years older than me, both of them. Whatever, Jessica. Whatever. They're still older than me. <laughs> I'm just saying, I had, like, I had a terrible young millennial moment. So, yeah, let's just drop in. Well, I think the best one was was Variance Magazine, so we'll just drop in a little of that. It's going slow. All right, cool. There we How many times can I push it aside? Is it time I befriended all the ghosts of all the things that haunt me most? So they leave me alone, I'll move on with my life. I'll be certain the steps left and right don't fight the direction of upright. I'd rather forget and not slow down and gather regret for the things I can't change now. Oh, I like it. <laughs> Was it the Variance Magazine where you said they were like dads? Yeah. Because that's because they're doing this cutesy stuff. Yeah, like that's why. Matt Tyson's like counting off by yeah, tapping he's like the tapping guitar on, body of on Hoops' Hoops's guitar. Yeah, it. it's just adorable. Yeah. They're just like cute, goofy dads. Yeah, and, and Tyson's got the beard going as well, and he's just kind of like singing on a kid. They're singing like a break room or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, absolutepunk.net, 20, 2011. Um, I'm going to send you... Oh, so I found two different live videos, and these aren't really li- worth necessarily listening to, but I like this dynamic that there's Minneapolis in 2009, and then there's Jacksonville in... I didn't write it down. 2013. And in 2009, when they played the song... Tyson is on the piano the whole time. And at one point mm-hmm. when the piano's not needed, when the song really kicks in, 
during the chorus, mm-hmm. he grabs the microphone. He qu- he like grabs the microphone out of the stand, jumps away from the piano, and starts singing to the crowd like lead singer, nice. just with a microphone style. Nice. And then in 2013, he's on the guitar. So I found it interesting that the band live sort of yeah they mix do- it up. Yeah, they evolve the song. They yeah. mix it up with what they did live. Here is a really cool video I found. I don't know if you will care about this, because typically when I'm touched by the stupidest things, you don't really care at all. It happened one time. It's happened twice or so. So go to that link that I just sent you, and then check out two minutes and ten seconds in. Okay, there. It's the little breakdown section of the song. And the camera pans down yeah. and looks at the audience and yeah. everybody's clapping. Yeah. I don't know why, but that one shot got me going <laughs> so much. Cause they get to the little the little bridgy breakdown part and Tyson starts clapping over his head to yeah. get everyone clapping. The camera, which is on the balcony, moves down to look at the tops of everybody's heads and everyone is clapping. Yeah, this is a banger. Yeah, I loved it. They got the the whole crowd in Chicago. Yeah. On the Looking for America tour, got going that night. It was great. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a dumb little thing that got me. There's a okay. So the theme of the YouTube videos and the covers for this song, uh-huh. if you're ready to get into covers and Let's YouTube videos it. and stuff, the theme was wholesomeness. <laughs> and it took me a while to realize that was the theme, but one of the first ones was this one. If you go to this, and again, this is a visual thing, so we'll have to describe it. You can click this, Rock the Universe. Oh, something okay, we yeah, talked about previously. Yeah. <laughs> I'm familiar. Um, if you go to 1 minute and 35 seconds. Okay. And you just watch this stagehand. I'm not even going to play the audio, but just watch this stagehand come out and start fixing Tyson's guitar. And then all the Orlando Christian kids just start cheering for the guy fixing his microphone, did I say guitar? Or yeah, microphone? it's his mic stand. It's his mic fixing, stand. Yeah. So he's fixing Tyson's <laughs> mic stand while he's singing, and all the kids at Rock the Universe are just like, yeah! <laughs> They've never seen such a thing. And part of me feels that it's probably because, as we've talked about with Rock the Universe and similar events, <laughs> it's a lot of Christian kids who, who live indoors right. and aren't allowed to go out, and they're actually at a rock festival for the first time in their lives and they're seeing things things they can't imagine it's like i didn't know a stagehand could come out on stage in the middle of the song and fix something i don't know if you call it a stagehand in uh rock music a tech a tech yeah a, a tech of some kind and then i don't know listeners do you know what it's called hit us up at uh what's that phone number again oh that's right 40295Sadie. Oh, you can that's call right. and let us know if you know about the alternate cover of Forget and Not Slow Down with the girl standing in the field of flowers, or if you know what that train station opening bit is. Please let us know because I don't, I could not figure out what those things were. Yeah, you can also email us, sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com, and you can tweet at us or Instagram at us. Insta? I don't know. Yeah. Instagram. We're grammable. At Sadie Hawkins Pod Sadie on Twitter Hawkins and Instagram. This is not the end of the podcast. No. We just do the plugs at the beginning of the show now <laughs> and we forgot about it. We're not professionals. We're just Reliant K fans. That's all we can claim to be. So if you click into... Oh, maybe I don't want you to watch this one. Hold on. I think that was... <laughs> oh. One. So this... 
isn't on the wholesome side of things. Uh oh. Then I don't want to see it. But it's 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 also it's almost wholesome in its dumbness. It is an interview with John Warren and Ethan Luck, again, probably a warp tour or something similar, okay. in 2009, by, of all things, WatchMojo.com, <laughs> which is now just, you know, the listicle channel. Yeah, I was going to say. Which is the listicle channel that always, and my thing is that whenever they're like, do you, at the end, they'll say, do you agree with our list? And no. I'll always go, no. no. No, I don't. I never agree with your list. There's a Miss Mojo for things that they think the ladies are into. <laughs> oh my gosh, is there? And there is. And also, they're like... Do you agree? And I'm like, no. <laughs> so don't, you know, don't click. I'll show it on my computer because I got to show you what happens here. So they're interviewing Warren and Ethan Luck. And this is what happens. Okay, here you go. <laughs> Did you see that? The little, like, snapshot thing? Yeah, the snapshot when it says who they're talking to. Oh, hold on. I missed it. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! They labeled him as John Schneck. Oh no! <laughs> Watch Mojo. You're never right. <laughs> so this is some Watch Mojo interview, and they're oh, interviewing no. the two of them. And then there's this little snap. As Warren starts talking, there's this snapshot sound. It zooms in on him for a still frame, and it says John Schneck. <laughs> I'm like, nope. No. <laughs> they got the instrument right, though. Yeah. I mean, but to be fair. There's two, at this point, there's two Matts and two Johns in the band. Yeah, that is correct. And both Johns spell it J-O-N. Yeah. So what could you expect, people? What could you expect? (laughs) This is just set up to fail. (laughs) But what's funny is it is only a two-minute video, and in this video they show footage of the band wherever probably they interviewed them. They probably got B-roll that day, and they never show John Schneck in this footage like barely like barely like there might be a couple frames of like the whole band from a distance but when they show close-ups it's just the other four that's it watch mojo is canceled they are so canceled i'm giving this a down vote 38 up up votes three down votes oh i felt bad today i had to give a down vote to a video (laughs) because i was i i clicked to because i know right well because i I'm an Apple Music user. Uh-huh. Um, they do have the album, and I almost bought it today. They have it for sale in the iTunes store. You just can't stream it. I'm guessing it has something to do with, I don't know, Jive or Mono versus Stereo or whatever, you know. So I went to watch it with a lyric video because I was like, oh, I'm going to look up the lyrics anyway. I'll just watch a lyric video. And I watched one where the lyrics were wrong. Oh. And they just chose to, like, ignore some of the lyrics as well. They just didn't have, like, three words in the middle of the, like, in the middle of a sentence in there. And I was like, I'm sorry, but I have to give you a down vote because it's inaccurate. You had one job. Well, it takes a lot to make Jessica give you a down vote. It does. You basically have to mess up lyrics or you have to, like... (laughs) imply that you might hurt an animal like make a joke about hurting an animal and oh yeah you will get you a down vote like not even actually do it um so i just sent you a video about a young lad named reliant k stuff i don't know if that's actually him or if this is there's a reliant k stuff twitter account i don't know if it's the same person i think it's this kid because it looks like he grew up over the years but with this video is from 2013 and he teaches us how to play Forget and Not Slow Down. Oh my gosh, you say kid. This is like a very tiny child. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, this is, I just realized that I forgot to say something in the video, so now I'm going back to fix it. Uh, I didn't say that the guitar tuning is a little bit different. You're going to take the G string and you're going to tune it down to an E string. We needed to know that Reliant K stuff. I don't care how young you are. That's a major screw up. I like his not of this world shirt. I don't know what you mean. Is that what that is? That's a Christian clothing brand. Oh, okay. So then I watched a lot of this and he teaches you how to play the song for like 10 minutes. But then at four minutes in, he says this. D, second from G. Sorry, I slowed down there for a second. I started thinking about something else. Uh... <laughs> He's sorry he slowed down there for a second. He was thinking about something else. And I'm like, he hey. He forgot and slowed down. Yeah, exactly. He forgot what he was saying and he slowed down. <laughs> but he's supposed to forget and not slow down. So he actually does a pretty good job actually teaching you how to play the song. On the A string. Listen to him. Wow. Like, he, he, he does a really good job. Yeah. There's this other guy, which I called another cover tutorial. Weird. Because the way it's framed, the way he doesn't quite get the chords right. Guitar Hero 611 did a tutorial like less than a couple of months after the album had come out. I pause it, you're back, write it I gotta skip around and find something where he plays with that. Well, first of all, he says this. He's doing the pop punk thing, but then he misses a lot of chords, or he like basically made up his chords. Yeah, he's not as good as Reliant K stuff, which is a channel that we have to check out a lot more in the future. Yeah, for sure. Um, also, I am not a fan of the composition of this shot. No, it's like oh, it's, it's, his, it's bare his bare feet. Oh, <laughs> and and not his head. He like doesn't want his face in the picture. No, it's just his guitar. He's sitting on a couch. It's it's mostly his guitar. Rule of thirds, except it's from the top down. So the top is his guitar, the middle is his couch, and the bottom is his, his feet on his grandmother's couch. <laughs> Yes, it's great. And there's something couch. like laying on the floor. I don't know if it's a pick. I don't know what it is, but there's something like orange next to his foot. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, Guitar Hero 611 is a weird guy. I don't know if he means to be. He seems, he sounds like a normal guy, but. Oh, wow. He's, he's got 18 up votes and 14 down votes. Oh. Well, forgetting that and not slowing down, I sent you <laughs> another video. Now, I, now, you'd think that I'm about to send you a cover. Because this is called Last Heat, hyphen, Forget and Not Slow Down. So I was like, oh, is this a band called The Last Heat and a cover? No, it's just the actual song. So we don't need to play the audio. But if you listen, if you watch the video oh right now. Oh my goodness what gracious. <laughs> what is going on? They're going to forget and not slow down. So They're like on the job. I would hope they don't forget anything. No, it is. What just, is this? It's some sort of like. Apple TV slideshow of footage <laughs> of some sort of smelting, of some sort of melting smelting factory. Wow. And it was uploaded by John Griggs in December 2013. It says, lovingly dedicated to the men and women of Everett's Claymont Melt Shop, which in a just world would never have been born the name 
Ezra is whatever it's called. Basically, wow. this is some guy's tribute to some sort of company called Ezra's Claymont Steel. He he's he just put together a little music video of like images from their steel company of people in the melting shop where they actually work very dangerously melting steel and he put together a little tribute video to this song of all things. And I'm, I don't know why. I'm looking through the the comment section. Mm-hmm. Mike McGuire replied four years ago, "Great video, very sad as well." So maybe there was it an would close. I mean, an incident or it closed or it down. Closed down. I don't know. I did not work at Claymont, but I have always been fascinated by the steel industry and always went out of my way to try and see the plant and anything going on. I've been recently racking my brain about this. Do you happen to remember a TV show recording at the plant a few years ago for some show on cons- on the construction of a highway in Maryland or Virginia or the Carolinas somewhere? I saw it and cannot for the life of me remember the name of the show. I wanted to look it up again. On the show, they showed the melt shop and the casting of steel members for the highway, which were hauled... <laughs> Then hauled down I-95 to the project site. Thanks for any info. I hope to find the video again. And there's two replies to that. (laughs) All set to that song. Yeah, a very strange little thing to find. He's got 390 subscribers, this John Greggs. I hope he doesn't find us if he's a steel-making man. He might not like our... Our podcast and oh, they've had uh, the uh, John Griggs, who I believe up uploaded the video. Yes, responded um, <laughs> to him. Just in case you're wondering, uh, that they also had a National Geographic videographers show up to film the site. So let's hear it for the boys of the steel industry. Yeah, that's rough. This reminds me of Lowell which was a beautiful old turn-of-the-century mill town in Massachusetts that um, just grew really dilapidated over the years after all of the the mills closed down. Mm -hmm. And also birthplace of my favorite author, Jack Kerouac. Mm -hmm. And Danny and I used to go visit when we'd go up to Boston to visit I used to go to high school in Lowell at one point. Yeah. In one of those high schools where... They had 30... That, that That's where my high school was. Actually, it was in Chelmsford next door. Mm. But at one point, that school was in Lowell. Anyway, yeah, so they started closing all the factories down. <laughs> exactly. Because we were living here in Lowell Town. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is... Reliant K, Forget and Not Slow Down album review by PJ Mills on February 11, 2010. A fairly decent album, but Reliant K has definitely done better. Mm-hmm, and five score and seven years ago. Forget and Not Slow... This is the... I mean, we're going to watch the video. But he says, Forget and Not Slow Down does a very good job at taking the listener to the world where the album was recorded, a small studio in the hills of Tennessee. And then... I say we watch this whole four-minute video, and we can edit out what we feel like editing out, but we're going to watch all four minutes of this together right now. Hello, wonderful world of YouTube. I am PJ Mills, and on this video, I'll be reviewing the album 
Forget and Not Slow Down by Reliant K. This album was released on October 6th of 2009, so it's nothing too new. I want to go ahead and start this album review out. Oh man, he morning. loves talking with his hands. And songs jump cuts. Yeah. Songs like well, that's Hopkins just YouTube. Dance, pressing on and in love with the 80s. This album is probably not for you. At this point, it's very Wow, judgy. Now, Jessica, you love In Love with the 80s. I do. Is this album not for you? No, this album is so for me, which I was discovering this past week. Oh my gosh, Candlelight? <gasps> I am in love with Candlelight. I'm in love with that song, too, because no one can hold a candle to your beauty, or whatever he says. Aww. <laughs> it would have been sweeter if I remembered the words precisely. Well, what you gonna do? <laughs> so anyway, PJ Mills, strike one for you. Out has shifted. Their older stuff had a very wild punk sound to it. Did and it? newer stuff has a more mature alternative rock sound to it. Does it? If you really enjoyed the album Five Score and Seven Years Ago, then chances are you'll enjoy the new album. Because there are <laughs> did, you see, did you see that magic trick where he holds up Five Score and Seven Years Ago, puts his hand down, does a quick jump cut, and instantaneously is holding up? Yes. <laughs> if you weren't paying attention, you'd be like, oh, who is this wizard? Between these two albums. For example, I Don't Need a Soul and Therapy sound a whole lot like Come Right Out and Say It and The Best Thing off of 5.7 Years Ago. Also, part of it, and if you believe me, sound a whole lot like I'm Taking You With Me, Bite My Tongue, and Up and Up. Then the song... Now we gotta talk about what he's doing here, because what he's doing here is amazing. He's placed the track list for both albums that he's talking about, Five Score and Forget Not Slow Down. He's placed them as yellow text on both sides of the frame. And now he's color coding every song on each album that he thinks sounds like the same album. He is very thorough. This video is going right up on our Instagram. Yep. yep. Over it sounds a lot like Give Until There's Nothing Left. And also the last track is centered around the piano a lot like the song Deathbed. And lastly, the song Sahara sounds an awful lot like I Need You and Devastation and Reform. So as you can see, there are a lot of similarities. <laughs> Jessica's eyes are like focusing in, laser focused on the PJ Mills. <laughs> okay, sure. You look like you've eaten, you've, you've like tried oysters for the first time and you don't know if you like them. <laughs> That's the look on Jessica's face. That's right pretty now. accurate. That's an accurate thing, description. But it is a good thing to know. Random fun fact about the album cover: this is actually an oil painting done by Matt Thiessen's uncle. Definitely. Now he he did say Thiessen. But he's the one who taught me that this was an oil painting. Oh! Because <laughs> I don't go to the wiki first because I think I'm cool, or also I just forget. It's one of those two. Pretty, pretty cool. But you All don't right, slow now down. It's time to bring up a rather negative aspect of the album. Before I went out to buy the CD, I had looked it up on iTunes and came to discover that there were 15 tracks on the album. That's pretty awesome. After listening to the album, I came to discover that four of those tracks were actually not even songs. They were basically either intros or outros or little tiny mini songs. Like a little 40 second song. I mean, like, really? That's, that's not even a song. And I also came to discover that the last song was divided into two... I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what? But he knows Relying K. He knows what fell in love that's with the 80s is. That's what Relying K does. And he knows the does. other five score. I know. That's what Relying K does. It's fun. He didn't color code... The short little songs to the short little songs of five score and seven years ago. He didn't code outro. I don't to understand why that's a crayons to melt on us. I know. I don't know why that's a because he was like he because he paid money for this album and he wanted 
18, full 14 songs? tracks or whatever they are. Wow. I remember when that used to matter a lot, like, especially, you know, for me, because I'm an older, I don't really want to be a millennial. I'm an exennial. <laughs> I'm right. 82. I was born in 82. Most things say millennials start at 80. I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't associate in any way ever with millennials. <laughs> Never. So, but I remember a lot of the world before the internet. And particularly, I remember that when you had $20 in your pocket to go buy a CD, maybe you could get two if there was something on sale or if you decided to buy some EPs, you would be looking at the tracks and you'd be like, okay, I, there's no way for me to hear this CD ahead of time, right? Except he is talking about iTunes on this, so this doesn't even count. But it used to matter, like, okay, this CD has 20 songs. This CD has 10 songs. They're the same price. I'm going to buy the 20-track CD. Turns out that's a bunch of crap because it's like a B-side collection or something. I'm not naming any bands. Well, I, back just, in your day, they also used to call sandwiches Flat Freddy's, so... <laughs> they did! You could buy them for a song. Two playing cards a bite. So that's it. Two playing cards a bite. The last track being the last song. We've heard enough in PJ. So that's uh, also, I, I don't know, when was this video uploaded? Uh, in the year it came out, I think. 2010. Okay. The, the year after. Well, maybe it's, I was going to say, maybe it's gone down, but right now, on iTunes, this album's only $10. Like, you're getting more than 10 songs. He's... PJ's got an even number of likes and dislikes, by the way, and <laughs> only because I gave him a like out of sort of something like, like, I don't know if you call it sympathy, but basically I didn't like, I don't like seeing likes and dislikes that close, and I was like, I have the ability to even them out. So How I do you feel about the out. new Cats trailer? Oh, I, I love it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Man, I have never seen, a, like, a major studio picture where they have an equal number of up and down votes. Mm -hmm. And in the, you know, the like, the like tens of thousands. The day that came out, I started a meme. I was going to put that picture of Jennifer Hudson as a cat lady. The main one, the main mm -hmm. image of that that's floating around. I was going to put that on the Cheshire Cat Blink-182 album cover. And I've just mm -hmm. been lazy and haven't finished it. Well, now somebody else can do it. Now I've got until... Wednesday, as we're recording this, I've yep. got until Wednesday to finish it before someone hears and does it instead of me. Anyway, <laughs> that's about it for sort of weird stuff and things that aren't really covers. Um, I found something called House FM, where this guy talks about his favorite... Actually, yeah, let's listen to this real quick. This this guy, that what I think is a Christian radio... Uh, it is definitely a Christian radio station. Uh, in 2010, he talked about his favorite, so his favorite songs that were currently in rotation at the station. Number five is a Reliant K song that every time um, I have something that really gets to me, you know, it might be something at work, something somebody says, or, you know, and it just gets under your skin. It's not necessarily a big deal, but you make it a big deal. I listen to the song Forget and Not Slow Down. I just keep saying that over and over again. I'd rather forget and not slow down. So that's my number five. That. Yeah, right. so that's a yeah, good interpretation. That. Yeah, because I guess we didn't look at people's interpretations of the song this week, did we? Or do you have some of those? No, you don't have those. I did not look those up this I week. I mean, so this guy, so like I interpreted it based off of my findings for the writing of the album for where Tyson was at in his life at the time. Yeah, you interpreted it in a different way, and this guy specifically interprets it as. Life gets you down. You get annoyed with somebody. You forget it, and you don't slow down. Yeah. 
That's really great advice. I love that. I, I found that a lot of Relani K songs have things that are just good advice, just mm -hmm. good, good life lessons to take away. Well, now we can get into the home stretch with covers, and there's a bunch of stuff, and it's all lovely. There is one of these, perhaps a little less lovely, although it sounds all right, is one of those piano cover, cover bot type things. You know, I'm talking about those tribute CDs that you would see in stores, yes. like the string yeah. tribute and all of those different type of instrument tributes. And like most of these cover bot tribute things it's labeled as like two different bands you know what i mean mm -hmm. like they're they're called the piano dreamers but then they're also called like the piano tribute group so you can find this track relabeled under multiple versions but this is basically the song That's really beautiful. Yeah. Um, but you know, this is like a like an actually nationally distributed mm -hmm. and copy well well copywritten song. This mm -hmm. isn't just like someone in their bedroom. And there's two covers. There's the one that's called Piano Dreamers, and it's uh, a dandelion with the seeds mm -hmm. blowing away. And then the other one is just white stock white text on black. It says Reliant K Piano Tribute. It's the exact same song. But then I found a person named William Seaman, Simon, William Simon, S-E-A-M-O-N, some sort of like Pokemon or Digimon, and he recorded this. And I almost didn't find this because all he did for the cover on YouTube was the actual cover mm -hmm. of the album. I'll skip ahead a little bit because he actually sings. So they leave me He almost makes it into a torch song. He's like, uh -huh. wash my hands. He's like, just like so passionate. Mm -hmm. I really like his, his passion. And one thing I, I will say about this song, and I think most Reliant K songs, is when you do a single instrumental version of the song, particularly the piano, mm -hmm. you can tell what the song is the whole time. Because some covers, like some of these just like single instrument covers that you listen to mm -hmm. for other bands, you sit there going, I have idea what this is right. until like you get to the chorus and then you go oh, okay i know this because like whatever they pick it's just so like mm -hmm. it doesn't translate quite as well right um there's another cover bot tribute this one is acoustic tribute to reliant k I love it. Again, sounds like we're closing out an uh, Ellen Page movie. <laughs> I thought you were going to say we're closing out the cash register at our cafe. <laughs> we haven't turned the music off yet. Oh, that too. Yes, very nice. Um, I found this fun one, and we can play the whole thing because they called this a mini cover. This is... Take Two Project mini cover. I think Take Two Project is the name of the band. Um, and it looks like they basically 
in their church or youth facility, they use the recording equipment that's meant probably for recording sermons or, mm. or something. And they use it to record these band things, and it actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, this is definitely a church because they showed the drummer and he's covered in that plexiglass. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's a giveaway. I'd rather They did a great job. Yeah. And they actually cut it down to whatever, 40 seconds. The lead singer's wearing the pedal shirt that we bought for our friend Johnny oh, from nice. the Switchwood tour a couple years ago. Lots of acoustic covers. Oh, wait. Before I get to that, since we're talking about live in a church, and I want to find some more of this wholesome stuff that I was finding. Full band. I called this full band worship coffee house cover. So this is a so this is a full band performing the song at some sort of Christian coffee house. You can see they're actually like it's a whole audience watching from tables. It's like a <laughs> Oh yeah. And the band is up on the stage and they sound really good. And then watch what ends up happening. So look what's happening. So the band's getting ready to rock. Mm -hmm. Everyone's sitting at their tables. Getting ready to watch the band perform. Man, they've got a photographer and everything. Three guitars and a bass, they are. <laughs> this is where the Foo Fighters influence on this album comes through. This is where it starts. <laughs> so, like, six people from the audience just come running up, like, from stage left and, like, yeah. stand right in front of the band cheering. They're ready to rock. Because everyone's rock. sitting at this at this concert. It's a purple backdrop and a purple curtain behind and those, like, metal risers that are, I think, they're probably meant for the stage worship at this church, but they've turned it into a late night... Hoot nanny, <laughs> but there's not just six people. Oh man, a lot of hand dancing. These people are ready to rock right up front. It's so fucking wholesome. It's ridiculous. They're just dancing their hearts out. I love it. All their friends come up to rock out. This one guy in the corner thinks he's actually at an Eminem show. <laughs> he's doing the hand thing.
<laughs> they just bust loose at that part of the song. They are so excited for their friends to be playing this song. It's wonderful. It's ridiculously wonderful. Um, oh, speaking of Foo Fighters, mm -hmm. the mixer on this was Andy Wallace, who right. worked with Nirvana. Yes, I saw that on an interview as well. That is very cool. Here's a really sweet acoustic cover by Catastrophe Eyes on January 9th, 2012. Sick username. And she, I really like this because there's a bunch of covers that I found that we won't play because they're not great, but they're not like so bad they're worth the playing. Like we could only mm -hmm. put them down. But the problem is a lot of people couldn't figure out the chords for this song, I found. A lot oh. of people just were, like, playing the wrong chords for this. Even that second tutorial video, which I don't know if we cut out or not, <laughs> because we had nothing to say about it. Even that guy, like, didn't really know the chords. Mm. This girl seems to not really know the chords, but I think she made or she figured out chords that work for her on this song. up part of everybody's version of the song because everyone does something different with it oh yeah and she harmonizes with herself oh, yeah, on a second cool. track and then she cuts the second video in really nice i yeah. like that a lot i was trying to figure out what's on her shirt it looks like a minion but i can't tell oh yeah i'm looking real close it's like an eyeball maybe almost looks like something from zelda can't really tell that was really nice though. i really like that yeah then i found this really cool version which is on soundcloud so i don't have to show you the video this is by trey and the album is called traced a cover ep by trey Jessica looks excited. I like it. <laughs>
Jessica's dancing. She is grooving. <laughs> so good. I listen to really cool. I listen to a lot of like lo-fi and vaporwave mm -hmm. and retrowave stuff like when I'm yeah when I'm like working. So we found I love that it. weird little electronic version of Where Do I Go From Here, but that wasn't really vaporwave or your kind of thing. It was just a cool creative version of that song. Right. I knew that would be up your alley. Uh, I also found sort of an officially published cover. I found this at the last minute because sort of the last thing I do is go on Spotify and double check the song title. And sometimes I get a lot of other bands with similar song titles, but this is such oh, a unique cool. title that as soon as I saw there was only one other band on Spotify with this song title, it was a cover, and it goes a little something like this. How many times can I push it aside? Is it time I befriended all the ghosts of all the things that haunt me most? So they leave me alone. It's an acapella version. Yeah, Danny's bopping along. He was he was singing along like <laughs> I he, was lip -syncing. he was lip syncing was... and doing some very excited hand gestures and such. Let me see if I there's something. Where were they two weeks ago? Was when... the fifth? Oh yeah. And this is not a Reliant K cover album. This there's other songs on here. Oh, provided to YouTube by CD Baby. This is a CD Baby band. They do something in here that you have to hear, so let me try to find it. Okay. They're really making headway on the Reliant K musical. Now, listen to the ladies in the background in this part of the song. I'd rather forget and not slow down. gather regret for what I can't change now. If I become one. I don't know if that counts as a melody but basically it's like imagine they're like doing rounds yeah but imagine but they're adding whole other vocals to the song that didn't exist originally yeah. i don't know if this is something a lot of other acapella bands do but you know like you have the guy singing the song or you have the people you know the lead singing the song and everyone else is supposed to be basically being the instruments and making all that stuff instead of being instruments they're they're using their voices to sing the words. It's like, imagine if you strummed your guitar and then your guitar is like, forget and not slow down, down, down. It's like not that your guitar starts singing for you. I found that really weird the first time I heard it. Again, I don't listen to a lot of acapella music, so I don't know. My favorite acapella song is Oh Do Not Forsake Me by They Might Be Giants. Oh my gosh, another wholesome thing. <laughs> This is on Kobe Ying's YouTube page, published on January 2015. A lot of January posts. 
That's C-O-B-E space I-N-G. I don't know if I don't know if you can't I don't know if they're a couple or brother and sister or just friends, but it's a guy and a girl sitting on a staircase. It's cute, they're like staggered. Yeah, staggered on the staircase. He's dressed very sharply. She's dressed kind of casual with no shoes on. They're turned in kind of so that they're sort of like cheated towards each other. Yeah. And but they're just gonna they're just gonna hang out on the stairwell and jam this song together. so surprised when out of nowhere she took the lead on the vocals especially because it wasn't like it was like right in the middle of the verse i like it it's cute it was out of nowhere she's just kind of she's the one to sing this saint out of the wretch verse line i like that it's real sweet it's so wholesome it makes me want to puke <laughs> uh here's a really now we can get a little unwholesome this is not uh -oh. this is not bad uh oh but this is goofy uh oh this is Timothy J. Roberts. Who no had, Bobby Moon this week? No Bobby Moon this oh. week. This is Timothy J. Roberts, 47 views, 3 likes. He just got his fourth. 41 subscribers. This is a goofy countryish cover of the title track of my fa a favorite album of mine, Reliant K's October 2009 release, <laughs> Forget and Not Slow Down. Uh, let's see. Okay. <laughs> Hi. It starts out with him doing his best Ryan Reynolds from Waiting, where he's just like, whoa. How many times can I push you aside? Is it time I befriended all the ghosts of all the things that haunt me most? So they'll leave me alone, move on with my life. Be certain the steps of left and right don't find the direction of hope right. I'd rather forget and not slow down. Gather regret for the things I can't change now. Become what I can't accept. Resurrect the saint from within the wretch Pour over me and wash my hands of it Oh, oh, bring her home, Bill Oh, it was working till that part <laughs> I think uh, For me, personally I think he's a little uncomfortable being earnest Because it starts with him acting kind of wacky mm -hmm. And then he, he's like getting a little too earnest He's like, ah, oh, I gotta pull it back with a little bit of humor um, And then this is how he ends it Rather forget and not slow down Resur 
Mm, hey. <laughs> he literally just stops. Like, he forgot yeah. the last four seconds of the song. <laughs> yeah, it really was working. He, he's, he's a really good singer. And yeah. He, he added a couple, except for, like, the goofiness, he added a lot of extra stuff to mm-hmm. it. So, Timothy, oops, I just subscribed to his channel. <laughs> So, well, does he have any other Reliant K covers? Uh, this is the first time anyone who we've been talking about will be alerted to our presence. Yeah, it looks like he's put out some legitimate songs later on. I mean, I listen to these later, but he put out a oh, Beck cover, Timothy J. Roberts. It looks like he maybe did a little music video to it because it looks a little bit more, um, yeah, looks a little bit more professionally shot. Yeah, he's got a bunch of stuff. I'll check him out later. I mean, I'm subscribed to him now. well if you didn't care for the comedy of timothy j roberts maybe you like the comedy cover done by benny and the big man i'm intrigued which is on soundcloud so let's listen to this first of all something weird i don't know if this is part of the comedy but it feels like the chords are inverted just listen to this first part. Like, I don't know if it's the timing or somehow what it is. It's 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 very oddly. It's like someone has. It's like if the song was a sock and someone put it on inside out. Maybe he's doing a lot of upstrokes, Maybe, whereas you would yeah. normally play this in downstrokes. I don't know. And then I assume that's the big man just keeps blowing a trumpet in the middle of the song at random. Well, in the album art, he is the one holding a trumpet. Yeah. So, so definitely Benny is the guitarist and the singer and the big man is the trumpet player and this is called the no joke ep this is no jad i i was going to say the exact same thing it is this 100% is something that you and johnny would have done 100% <laughs> this is funny you're just playing an acoustic cover and someone comes along and blasts a couple of bad this trumpet This is lines. like classic Danny humor. <laughs> At one point you hear one of them laugh and I'm like, oh, you ruined it. Oh, Benny, big man, you, you ruined it. It's pretty funny. Danny had sort of a, a jokey band with his friend Johnny that we've talked about a couple times now called mm-hmm. Jad. Yeah. Back in the day. We didn't have to tell them. We could just leave it. We could just leave the mystery. Leave that mystery box unopened. I feel like we we have way too many inside jokes that... Now, this is Samantha Henson performing a really nice acoustic version at some sort of bar called Old Ironsides. I'm not, in Sacramento, California, actually. Any relation or, to Jim? Who? I don't get it. Jim Henson. Jim Henson? Oh, I thought you meant Ironsides. Like, who's Jim Ironsides? <laughs> I saw, don't know if she's related to Samantha Henson. But here she is playing it. <laughs> Sam- what did I say? I don't know if Samantha Henson is related to Jim Henson. I don't know, Jessica. You can't ask me. Can we just not, can we just forget and not slow down? 
Don't worry about it. Here she is playing a really beautiful acoustic cover, but you can hear people like like clinking glasses and like laughing at each other in the background at this bar. It might actually be, this might be required to be heard on headphones because I listen to this on headphones and listening on speaker, you can barely hear her guitar. It's so light, but she's so sort of indie rock mm -hmm. that it's just like this light strumming and this really beautiful singing. Let's see if we go forward a little bit. the best club for her to perform is she sounds really good i wish she had yeah, like she an does. actual studio recording of this because yeah. she has such a hushed quiet mm -hmm. temper and it's she's very pretty her voice is very pretty i wasn't saying she's very pretty you're prettier than her oh wow don't get jealous oh, don't wow. get jealous jessica <laughs> you can't really see her in this video anyway it's all good <laughs> now on this show on this podcast I don't like to always look at drum and guitar covers because mm -hmm. I find them kind of boring. But I'm totally not being facetious right now when I say I found a guitar cover that I love because it's not great. When I talked about people doing covers and not quite knowing the chords mm -hmm. and trying to figure them out themselves, this guy is like patient zero as far as I'm concerned, although this is 2013. He's a good name 22. Sorry it's taken me so long to put on another cover, but here it is. His electric guitar is a Schechter Omen 6. And the thing is, he's so off in his version of the song that maybe it would have worked on its own, but like a lot of guitar covers, he's playing along to the record, so you hear how off it is. But it almost makes it more punk rock. It almost makes the song that exists more punk rock. This is what you could have had. This would have been like this awesome 7-inch you would have bought, like completely blind to see what is this going to sound like and you hear this song it's like really rough and you're like whoa ready for this i'm ready oh yeah and he's the one who has the oh, concord okay. b thing how I played guitar I think <laughs> but oh, this rocks this is honestly this is so off but it rocks yeah. so much <laughs> I like it now we're getting a little metal is this Justin Bieber is this that album you found last week I was going to say it looks like our friend Trevor it does look like Trevor. Another inside joke. 
has a poster on his wall of Chuck Norris facts. <laughs> oh, does he by any chance attend full sale? They loved those there. I don't know what that is. And he has like a framed picture of like a horse track and maybe the first dollar he wanted the horse track. I'm not really sure yeah, what that is. I don't know is. what that means. So that is awesome. And that is a good name 22 with a good guitar cover. <laughs> and that's about it for Forget and Not Slow Down. One of my very favorite Reliant K songs now. 24 hours ago it wasn't. Yeah, but so honestly, good. it's one of my very favorite Reliant K songs. Well, um, last week... We forgot and accidentally uploaded the wrong episode for a few hours, but oh, that right. didn't slow us down. No, it didn't. We because forgot. as soon as we found it, we went, uh-oh, and uploaded the correct version. Yep. <laughs> so sometimes we make mistakes and you let them fall out the back of your mind and you forget and you don't slow down and you don't look for a DeLorean to go back. So check it out. <laughs> Subscribe and make sure you're always listening to Sadie Hawkins Pod for those little mistakes that Danny makes and uploads the wrong episodes. <laughs> I'm going to go upload this episode right now.